Pokemon has officially announced Generation 9 for the end of this year. We're going to talk about what we think that means for the Pokemon TCG. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Leaders Podcast where we talk all things Pokemon TCG and maybe a little bit of Pokemon video games and just Pokemon <laughs> in general in today's video. I'm Travis with TCG Funhouse. And I'm ASX with ASX TCG. And uh, as you've heard, we got Gen 9 on the table today, guys. We do, we do. And I know I said video because we are over on YouTube, guys. Um, but we are also on all the audio platforms. So if you're listening via audio, you are also welcome to this. Um, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to watch our beautiful faces on uh, on, <laughs> on camera, you know. But uh, but big shout out to you guys. Uh, give us a, a five-star review and give us a follow. It really helps out those platforms. And if you are indeed on YouTube and you're new, drop a sub, hit that like. You guys know all the original stuff. Um, but yes, earlier this year, really just about a couple of weeks ago, Pokemon announced Generation 9 coming in late 2022 so we can assume they mean q4 right um yep. i'm sure they're going to want to get the game out before christmas that's usually like a hot topic right there um Definitely. so i would fully expect a release in like at the very earliest november and at the very yeah. latest maybe actually like christmas day even could be something that they talk about when do you think we're going to see generation nine yeah, I definitely think this is going to be a holiday season thing. I mean, it, it it would make the most sense for them to push it out around November time, maybe late October. Uh, we might see sure. like, you know, serious pre-orders and stuff for it, you know, like that. But yeah, serious I definitely think it's going to yeah. be. Yeah, I think it's going to be, <laughs> uh, you know, well before um, Christmas time and enough time before Christmas time to, you know, be able to get it for the holidays. All right. So let's see what they typically do. So. Okay, so they've been all over the place. I was like, let me go ahead and take a look and see. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I mean, normally it looks like primary series games come out in November time, right? So they do have some yeah. December releases for like, um, you know, Hey You Pikachu and stuff like that. But it seems to me yeah. that November dominates a lot of the, the release dates. You know, uh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire was November Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver was November. So it seems to be they have a little bit of a trend there. So I would probably expect like a November release date would make sense. Um, and I know we've gone this far into the podcast without mentioning. We actually know their names. It is Pokemon yeah. Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. What do you think about them going back to colors after doing XY, Sun and Moon, and Sword and Shield? Now they're back on the color scheme. What do you think? Yeah, it... Uh... It felt familiar. You know, we got a lot of other, you know, games that with the color theme. So I, I can dig it. I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. Um, it really does, like, kind of bring back, like, a nostalgia type feel for me. Yeah. You know, like the mm -hmm. red and blue, gold and silver, ruby, sapphire. Like, you know, you take right. these, these um, black and white, you know, you got the color schemed and then they went away from it, which kind of changed the way you felt. Me, anyway, and I feel like we're going back in time and they're going back to revisit some of their roots, which I really hope they do with some of the storytelling because the storytelling in the last couple of games has been, like, really, really weak. Um, yeah. Arceus, Arceus has been cool, but, like, Sword and Shield, 
the storyline for Sword and Shield was so vanilla and it was so bland. Um, Sun and Moon, they went off on a, on a big side note and tried to do all this crazy stuff, but it still didn't yeah. really tickle my fancy um, and all that. So hopefully they go back to some of the storytelling from before in like the Kanto region and Johto region and stuff. I'd be really excited for that. Um, yeah. We also got uh, the reveal of the three starters, right? So we got yeah. uh, who who the, the one you like to say? I know you like to say is that. Fue Coco. Fue Coco. Yeah, that's the one. That you... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we got Sprigatito, Fue Coco, and Quaxley uh, are the three yeah. starters. And I know that like people have this conversation all the time, but yeah. I, I've got to be real with you guys. This is probably the most underwhelmed. I have been with starter releases maybe ever, you know, like, um, I didn't mind the sword and shield ones, the sword and shield, you know, Sobble and Grookey, like they were cool. Um, but these, the only one that I really find intriguing is Fuecoco, you know, Sprigatito looks, looks pretty cool, but it looks like yeah. a, it's, it's a grass type Litten to me. Yep. Um, so I mean, literally if you put them side by side, they are almost the exact same design. It looks like they they put them side by side and said, "Hey, let's turn some of these sharper edges, fluffy <laughs> edges, and turn it green." And now we have yeah. another version. Uh, not to mention that if you look at it really closely, they did not really edit this very well. I've been seeing this all over Instagram and stuff, to where like somebody, an artist, actually fixed it. One of the eyes for Sprigatito is completely crooked. So it's the right eye. So if you're oh. looking at the one on Pokemon.com, uh, it is totally just like turned a little quichua. Yeah. And now, yep. now you can't unsee it, and it makes it oh, look no. even worse. <laughs> oh, why'd you have to do that? <laughs> it makes it look like a derpy grass cat now. And I was kind of like, oh, oh no. man. <laughs> um, see it. Of course, of course, of course, you know, we can't make full determinations on Starter Pokemon until we get the final evolutions which they've actually done a really good job at keeping the final evolutions uh leak free um yeah. for a while i mean sword and shield we knew the the early stages of these pokemon months and months and months before we got the final versions and i don't think we got the final versions for the arceus starters uh you know the hisuian variants until yeah. like maybe a couple days before if i remember yeah. correctly um, yeah it wasn't long before so yeah so i mean who knows about this, but I, I got to get your honest opinion. I know I know you like the Fue Coco, but what is your initial yeah. thought on the starters? Yeah, so initial initial like feeling on it. Um, I would say initially I didn't feel so good. They are growing on me. I will say that. Um, I feel like for some reason these feel like really cartoony. And I mean like kind of like our like the older cartoons like, you know, that we saw probably like back in the nineties. Yep. Um, kind of like that art style almost. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like, and this is the reason why, um, Foy Coco has really grown on me. Uh, I feel like he's kind of like a Totodile a little bit, like that True. high energy, just like really happy. He's always got his mouth Man, open. You, you know, had, to, he's dude, you had something. to say that now because I didn't even put two and two together for that. And now all I see is the exact same thing. Now I just see a yeah. fire type Totodile where they took the sharp edges and made them curvy again. <laughs> they did the exact same thing with Sprigatito and Litten that they did with yeah. Totodile and Fuecoco, and now now I'm pissed off. Now now I can't <laughs> I take it. it. To you too. And all they did and all they did with Quaxley is put a freaking hat on Ducklet. That's all they did. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And we were we were talking. Um, you know, we were kind of just like thinking, like, what what are the uh, you know um, stage two is going to look like? The final evolutions. Yeah. And I think you mentioned uh, Quaxley looking like a pirate, like a pirate duck. duck or something. Is this going to be a pirate I think duck? You are spot on. I it's it's going to be a freaking pirate duck. Okay, so we talked about this a little bit, and then we definitely need to touch on this. So. You know, again, we don't know what the final ones are going to be, so we don't really technically know um, what Fue Coco is going to end up being or Sprigatito is right. going to end up being. But it's it's pretty it's pretty common that we know we're getting a, a pirate Quaxley or like a wayfarer, you know, like a, a you know yeah. a, a sea a sailor know, a captain, you know, a, a, yeah, yeah, a sailor, a captain, a captain duck, right? Yep. Um. So basically, we're getting Daffy Duck plus Ducklet equals Quaxley. But these look like they belong in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. All three of them. That's what I feel like. All yep, three of them exactly need to like. be on Disney Channel, not Nintendo's Pokemon games. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, they look like they should be characters on Ryan's Toys Review. You know how he's got his Ryan's <laughs> World stuff. Like yeah. that's that's what I feel about these. And going back to like the pirate duck. Like why are we in? When did we enter this realm? Of the starter Pokemon having to need jobs, like why do yeah, they like, need to have jobs? Like theme kind of jobs, yeah. It, it's it's interesting. Um, I it's mean, so I don't weird. know what what Fuey Coco and Sprigatito's jobs are going to be. That's a little hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's loud and clear with Quaxley. It's loud and clear with Quaxley, and, and you know, go back to Sword and Shield. You know, why why is uh, Cinderace a soccer player? Why is Rillaboom yeah. a drummer? Why is Inteleon a, a secret agent? You know, yeah. and you can even keep go go back to X and Y. Why is Delphox a wizard? Yeah. Like, why why is Greninja a ninja? Why why do they have jobs? Why do our starter Pokemon have jobs? Are it's, are they yeah. just professionals now? They grow up and get older and Maybe. gotta you know they gotta I start mean, paying bills, so they gotta pick we, a profession saw, on their way out the door. I mean, you saw Detective Pikachu. I mean, a That's lot true. of those Pikachu detective. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just where we're at here with Pokemon now. So strange to me. Oh, it's so strange. Um, the visuals, you got some screenshots, uh, a little bit of flybys in the trailer. You guys can go to Pokemon.com yeah. uh, and check out the video game trailer uh, for this. It's a really cool trailer. I do really, really like um, the ambiance of it. It seems to be a region based off of Spain, um, which seems yeah. really cool. It looks to be like there's a lot of water. Right, and we all know that mm-hmm. when you you know played like you know Ruby and Sapphire and Omega Ruby, it's too much water. You know, that's what they wrote <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, but it really makes it look nice. They got this real big shot where there's a big rainbow, um, and you can see this big castle. The one yeah. thing that I do find a little too similar to Sword and Shield is it looks like they have these big wide open areas, and then these mm-hmm. big monstrous castle cities. Like, and they did the exact same thing in Sword and Shield, which was fine for Sword and Shield, but I yeah. feel like you're kind of copying the same layout you've had with Sword and Shield. Now, we don't know what the map looks like in particular, but just yeah. looking at it, like, that's kind of the vibe uh, that I'm yeah. getting here. Um, the clothes they're making these kids wear in these trailers is terrible. The screenshots, <laughs> I feel really sorry for these kids and that they have to dress like this. Um, maybe that's traditional Spain regalia. I'm not sure. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe back in the day, but, but yeah, I, I, I do not like that, that whatsoever. 
Um, but I'm actually really excited for this because for the first time, Pokemon themselves yeah. have used the term open world. So if you guys have played yeah. Legends Arceus, you know that it's kind of an open world game, you know? Um, you can go do whatever you want when it, with, you know, whatever you want, wherever you want. But it does really kind of linchpin you to certain areas of the game as you progress. And it linchpins you on, on, yeah, I can go out and catch a bunch of Pokemon. But if I want to progress, I still have to follow this linear path. Um, yeah. And Sword and Shield gave us the wild areas, which you can go out these wild areas and do whatever you want. Um, but neither of those games, did they use the term open world while they were in production or while they were announcing the game or in the trailers or anything like that. So they have officially done that, which I think is fantastic. What are your expectations for a full open world game? Yeah, uh, I, it's exciting to me uh, to hear that we're finally getting a, a truly, well, I hope it's truly open I world. Hope um, I hope to. You know, because you're right, you know, with, with Arceus and with, you know, Sword and Shield, it was almost open world, but we had those those spots where, you know, it really made it feel very linear. And I think with this this open world kind of concept, um, you know, as we were mentioning or talking before here, um, you know, even though there might be still kind of like the same end goal with an open world, typically that means there's hundreds of different paths you can take yeah. to that to that final stage. Right. So I think that's going to be super cool, um, you know, kind of being able to do things like, you know, in any order, really. Um, I think that'll be neat. I did think, you know, it kind of did look like, and it could just be kind of in the early stage and we really haven't seen like what, like the final graphics and things like that. Um, but I did feel like it really felt like sword and shield did, uh, in terms of the graphics and just how things were kind of, uh, you know, um, designed and things like that, which I mean, we're only, you know, two games away from that one main, um, you know, main game away from there. So it's not too surprising that it looks really similar, but you know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, it might look a tad more realistic, I guess. Um, but then again, yeah. you know, Pokemon's really never been, you know, into that. And until and we got to like Detective Pikachu, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see all the other new Pokemon. You know, they add to Gen 9 as well that we haven't seen or even heard about yet. So I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, I really hope we get a lot of new Pokemon. You know, like yeah. Sword and Shield, every, I feel like every generation that goes by, they give us just a little bit less new Pokemon. Because, mm -hmm. like, when they put out Black and White and every Pokemon was new, people were pissed. Like, they did mm -hmm. not like that they couldn't play with their Charizards and their Blastoises yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and just based on some, uh, on some of the game footage here, you know, you can see Lucario, you can see Pikachu, Larvitar... So they do, it looks like they Stonjourner, Altaria, they're going to yeah. have a couple of, you know, they're going to have older Pokemon in this game as well, which is cool. And what I do like too, is you can see Hisuian Zoroark in the trailer. I did see that. Yeah. So we know <laughs> we're getting Hisuian Pokemon, which really makes me wonder how they're going to bring these ancient Hisuian Pokemon into the new generation nine games when we haven't seen them for eight generations of <laughs> games already. So that's going to be right. interesting to me as well. Um, but let us know, uh, down in the comment section, guys, uh, what do you think of the, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet announcements over on Pokemon.com? When do you think we'll get the next update? I do think, uh, they have pigeon, pigeon day, uh, pigeon hold, pigeon, pigeon hold a July, uh, for another Nintendo direct Pokemon direct, I believe has been leaked. 
Um, yeah. I think I was that's gonna when guess we'll, summertime. Yeah, that's probably when we'll get the release date, you know, and maybe they'll give right. us a couple more uh, variant Pokemon, you know, that they'll they'll show us. And I yeah. wonder what the name of the region is gonna be. I do wonder. I find that very interesting. Yeah. I like getting all of that information. Um, so all that stuff is really exciting. I am very excited for this game. I truly hope it is open world. Um, but I'm really excited to find out what it's going to do to the Pokemon TCG. So as you guys know, yeah. usually when they give us a new generation, everything changes, right? So when we went from uh, Generation 6 to Generation 7, they dropped EX cards and gave us GX cards. When they went from 7 to 8, they dropped GX cards and gave us V cards, V Max cards, all these additional type of cards right now to where... Gosh, we got V Max, V Union, V Star, V, you know, Vicious, Vibracious, I don't know, all these different <laughs> kinds of V's going on. Yeah. Um, so I do wonder what we're going to get in place of those because I really think they're going to continue that trend. I don't think they're going to just keep pushing V's and V Stars down our throats after we get Generation 9. Um, it'll be a whole new era that's starting off, and we're probably going to get different types of mechanics uh different types yeah. of rarities you know are we going to be are they going to be dropping rainbows dropping gold cards and picking up different types of rarities i'm i'm really really interested uh to see what they're going to do and i want to pick your brain here asx what do you yeah. think that they're going to do so we've done podcasts in the past where we say this is what we want what do right. you think they're, they're going to do to the pokemon tcg yeah, so I, I think you're right. They're going to drop, you know, the V, VMAX, V-Star. Um, I was kind of thinking that they might hold on to V-Star, but, I mean, when you do look back at, you know, Generation 6 and 7, I mean, they did just totally drop EX and GX and GX Tag Team. Those just totally stopped printing those types of cards. So I think they are, you know, going to go ahead and stop those. Um, but, I mean, I, I feel like we're going to see essentially what is a v card and maybe a v max card or something right. else to replace v max that is essentially the same type of card right it's going to do you know work relatively the same might have a slightly different mechanic um but i mean i you know you still kind of need those heavy hitters in your deck you know if you're actually playing um you know those those cards those staple cards that you're really building your deck around a lot of times nowadays those are v and v max cards or now v star cards so yeah. they're going to have a completely new mechanic it's you know tough to tell you what it's what I think it's going to be called right now because I mean V so weird nobody really thought about anything. V yeah nobody no, thought about V says, so right because it says G Gigantamax right underneath the card I'm pretty sure I don't have one around here but it, it says does. it right underneath the V yeah so it um, says under V Max V Max it says Gigantamax yeah yeah so I, I really don't know you know what we're gonna see I mean you did make a good point earlier you know with uh the Scarlet and Violet, maybe we'll see, you know, Pokemon SV or something like that. Um, That'd be cool. You know, I think that's a, a pretty good guess. But, you know, definitely we're going to see a mechanic change. I don't think it's going to be, you know, night and day to the people that actually play the Pokemon um, game. But uh, it'll be They can't afford to just overhaul it. You no, know, they can't no, overhaul it so. because, um, you know, because just like even when we got the Sword and Shield era, you know, the first six months uh eight months where there was you know uh sword and shield and rebel clash and darkness ablaze like you know the tag team cards still really dominated the meta you know arceus yeah. dialga palkia cards like those decks were still extraordinarily powerful 
um, even more so than pretty much anything we got in the first, yeah. you know, three or four sets in the Sword and Shield era. And it's probably going to be the same thing. You know, people got to get used it to will. the new new mechanics, you know, new types of cards, unless they give just a completely game-breaking mechanic on the new Ultra Rare that we're going to get. Um, yeah. It probably won't be. It's, it's not going to be as big of a shift, you know. Um, but I do wonder what that, like, extra mechanic is going to be. Because they've really yeah. been giving us a lot of the extra secondary type mechanics to where ultra rares are, are for the most part, they're they're relatively similar. You know, V's, GX's, yeah. EX, they're relatively similar in terms of gameplay. Um, but things did really change, like when Tag Team came out and the Tag Team rule and the V-Maxes came out. And, you know, uh, I think you're, you're the player here. You said three prize cards, right? So three prize cards can yeah. come off the board. Um, yeah, and I believe for the the GX tag team as well was also three price was cards. Was three for the tag team, yeah, yeah. So and then you know then the V star cards and the V union cards landed a whole other mechanic into the game. So like it yeah. makes me wonder what other types of mechanics they have up their sleeve. Like as a mechanic in general, what would you like to see? Like wh- like what do you think would be like fusion? Like we got fusion strike. So they I forgot about yeah. them too. They gave a single strike, rapid strike, and, and fusion strike. Um, yeah. you know, those are mechanics as well. So they're adding all these different caveats in, which really broadens the game a ton. Um, yeah. but like, I, just, what else could they do, man? Like what else could they do? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's really tough to say. I mean, I, I think what might happen, I know a lot of players do like the GX rule and like the GX like attacks and stuff like that. So I feel like they might kind of continue that, especially since they just did that with the V star. We have the V you know, V power, V star power, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, like I said, I know a lot of players do like that type of mechanic. So I think that might stay. Um, I definitely missed it when I was playing throughout the sword and shield era and, and didn't have that up until now, you know, when we got brilliant stars <laughs> and the V star cards. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that is going to stay around. I don't think it's going to be called the V star power or a GX, you know, attack or anything like that. It's going to be called, you know, whatever the new rare or, ultra rare is right um but i think that's probably going to stay around um i could see them you know kind of toying around with maybe um you know the amount of prize cards taken for certain types of cards Mm -hmm. um you know i i know the games got a lot faster when it was like pretty much the v max decks going you know going toe to toe and you know really it was yeah it was just like two knockouts essentially yeah pace of play they want pace of play faster Get, get more games yeah. in, especially if they're moving to an online model, True. which I do believe that they are still going to be pushing their new online um, game, you know, a lot. Because yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they have sunk, you know, millions and millions of dollars into the new game that they're going to release. And, and they want people to play that game. So they, they yeah. might give us mechanics that are more online friendly that can create faster yeah. games, right? Because there's nothing more frustrating than hopping on the good TCGO and having a 28 minute round, you know, with one guy yeah. and then you end up losing at the very end. And it's just like, well, that was not worth it. In my time one bit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely think we're going to see some stuff there as well. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, they got a lot to, to, to work with essentially. You know, I don't feel like I've seen a lot of the actually like the game field like where you actually play i haven't seen a lot of changes there so maybe a, a change you know there especially with um you know a, a potentially new mechanic i mean we got these you know v star markers i feel like they're going to have something like that that we're going to be able to flip you know right um 
but yeah, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. You know, being in this, you know, kind of V, V Max, V Star world for so long now, it's it's going to be nice to have a change, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everyone enjoys the change, you know, because it's, I remember when V cards were announced, everybody was like, these are terrible. They were like, first of all, <laughs> V card sounds terrible, right? So why would, why yeah, would the v- Pokemon yeah. company, you know, make something called a V card? Like in the US, the V card means completely, something completely <laughs> different. Than what it means yep. maybe in Japan, and they probably should have consulted uh, some United States, uh, you know, English <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, people right. first before they just started naming everything V card this and V card that. Um, you know, that still blew my mind. I was shocked when it went. Oh, wow, I'm like okay, we're going that route. All right, we're yeah. a kids a kids card game. Cool, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so. That, that was really interesting to me. So I do wonder, you know, maybe they're going to go with Z cards, maybe go back to EXs even. You know, that would be kind of cool. Because, uh, you know, they had the EXs before, dropped them, and then brought them back during the X and Y era. So, yeah, um, true. You know, maybe even like a big conglomerate where they bring it all back. Maybe maybe they bring back EXs, GXs, and Vs, and they're all printed as, as you know, ultra rares. Oh, That'd man. be cool. I would like that. That'd be dope. That would be. I mean that that I mean that could totally change like openings everything. and stuff. I mean if you're everything. Yeah, everything would start to feel like like brilliant stars where there's so many different things that you can pull. <laughs> but that would be so awesome. I think that'd be really cool to kind of bring it all back together like that. Yeah, it'd be cool for them to kind of find a way too to to make like character cards like, you know, have a whole different mechanic of their own. That would be pretty yeah. cool, you know. That incorporate would be sick. that. Cuz I wouldn't be surprised if they end up keeping those. I kind of feel like they're testing the water. I felt like they did test the water with Cosmic Eclipse, and they had a really positive response. So yeah. they brought it all back again, and now we're going to get basically two sets in a row that have character rares in them with yep. Astral Radiance and Brilliant Stars. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's just kind of like the new normal. You know, like, let's let's continue to slot these character rares inside. You know, give me a character rare. Drop the reverses. Give me a character rare in every single reverse slot, you know. Um, I am game make, for that. Make some a lot more rare than others, you know, a whole nother yeah. game inside of a game. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely be down for that. I'm, I'm done with the reverses. That's for sure. They could totally <laughs> get rid of those in the next generation and drop I'll be fine. Just <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Drop it like yep. it's hot. Okay. I won't, I won't sing anymore. I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, really interested. Um, I, I think the Pokemon TCG could really use for just a major shakeup. Like com- completely yeah. across the board, like not even just like the gameplay, but just everything, even for collectors, you know, like just change the packs, how many cards come in a pack, change how many packs come in a box, change everything, just, yeah. you know, make it, you know, Magic the Gathering puts out these secret, the secret lab things where you buy, you know, exactly what you're getting when you buy these packs, right? Like they have a Street Fighter collaboration coming out, which I'm like, yeah. I'm really excited for. It's going to be so cool. Um, yeah, I saw like, those. Those look cool. For forty bucks or something like that, or sixty bucks, you just buy it and you get all of it. You get Ryu and Ken and Guile, and you get all the cards that you want. And it's a collector's piece, you know. I would love yeah. something like that. Like give us, like instead of giving us the the trainer gallery cards inside of the packs, like give us a trainer gallery thing that you can just buy that has all the trainer gallery cards inside. And you can build your you know whole collection on it, get them all graded, and have hey, I got the entire trainer gallery. You know, it, it would yeah. be extraordinarily fun. Or give us an entire that would be cool trainer gallery of all full art trainers. You know, give us let us buy a pack. You know that has twelve full art trainers in it, or you know maybe all the gym leaders from the Kanto region, all the gym leaders from the nope. Johto region, and just put them out as like individual units, and you can buy 
you know, the Secret Lair-esque. Because people hated Secret Lairs when they first got announced. And now that they're, like, people are really starting to get in on it now. Like, they're getting excited when these things happen. So, um, I would love to see something like that with the Pokemon TCG. That would be pretty cool. It would shake things up a lot. And it would just be really interesting. Yeah. You know, I would love to see them kind of bring back... um the the tournament decks that they used to do where yeah. it was actually like the deck that like a person played in the Those tournament are the ones won that the had like the gray with. border right they um had the gray I, border. Believe, I believe so like so. You, you could because you couldn't play with them in an official tournament right that's correct that's yes. correct now i don't think they should do that but i think that they should bring back those types of decks i don't think they're doing it because of Everything that's going on, there hasn't been in you know real tournaments going on. They don't really um, want in 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 person tournaments. I don't even know if they want to bring that back. I, I mean, I'm sure they I mean, do. They do, but I feel like I, they have to almost. You know, it's I like do. that. That's the tradition around it, right? It's. I mean, I I get you know that they're doing this whole you know um, PTCGL live, you know, Pokemon trading card game live now, and they are probably putting a whole bunch of eggs in that basket. But I mean, I feel like, you know, actually going and playing it's what, it's in what person, like, all about, honestly, yeah, it's like it's it's so much different playing in person too, yeah, you know, than it is playing in the game. Um, but I I know, you know, the the few times that I've actually played in person, I had way more fun, yeah, than you know playing um playing that way. So you know, doing something to bring players back into, uh, you know, actually playing it by making actual viable decks something that you can just go to your Walmart and buy, I think would be amazing. So with generation, with generation nine coming, do you think that the generation nine is going to create a shit ton of hype for, um, Pokemon cards, right? So like we already have, so I thought that the Pokemon TCG was recovering, right? Right. I I really did. I thought that, so my local area has been completely wiped out of cards. I've not seen Brilliant Stars on the shelf since release. Oh wow. I have not seen Brilliant Stars in person at the store since release. I have not. I, wow. I I'm lucky I have, you know, a distributor that I'm able to fill my box breaks with and and things yeah. like that. And because I've been to all of my targets, nothing. They went uh, my my wife wow. and Logan went to Target again today and ended up finding just single pack of vivid voltage on the shelf that's all there was oh man single pack vivid voltage and granted we were at this same target on friday and they had nothing so the distributor came between friday and monday so he likely went there today and there was nothing but vivid voltage single pack blisters on the shelf which blew my mind blew my mind yeah that's that's crazy i mean i was what was it it was probably Wednesday of mm-hmm. last week. I went out and I was still able to find some stuff. I mean, I wasn't finding ETBs. I w- actually, all I was able to find were the single packs. Yeah. So that's all I could find, you know, for Which Brilliant Stars. Which seems to be that's right? where all this printing is coming from. Like, so all of, all of this, yeah. oh, we're turning our factories up to max and printing, printing, printing. I'm pretty sure they've only printed sleeved blisters. Like, that's it. I, I think, think that's so. all that they've printed. ETBs yeah. are, are not... There's not an abundance of ETBs. There's not an abundance of these collection boxes and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, everything coming out of these new factories is just single-pack blisters. Like, I I think so, because, like, even thinking about, like, those new Walgreens mystery boxes that just came out, 
Like yeah. if you've ever seen those, yeah. they're no, just I'm... jamming the sleeve blisters inside these small boxes now. I haven't seen them. Which leads me to believe that, oh, it, well, that's how it is. They're literally just jammed in there. They're like folded at the top and jammed in these boxes. Jeez. Um, and I mean, that led me to believe that there is just a huge surplus of yep. these single pack blisters. blisters right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But my, my original question was going to be, um, with Pokemon potentially coming down to earth a little bit, not being as hot. Which mine yeah. came down to earth and then skyrocketed again. I don't know what's some. There must be somebody that just lost their job again and went and got back into it and now scalper scalping full effect. <laughs> but um, do you think that Generation Nine is going to bring back a whole another generation of TCG players? Scalper is going to be through the roofs again, or do you think it's going to come down mm-hmm. as Pokemon progresses into its next stage and all this stuff? Or do you think there's going to be no change? You know, I actually think we are kind of on a downslope, um, to be 100% honest with you guys. Uh, the, the big hype years, I think, for Pokemon uh, were 2020 and 2021. You know, lots of Charizards, you know, coming out to us uh, in lots of different sets. You know, we had the 25th anniversary and everything. You know, so I, I feel like now that we're past that, um, I, I definitely think we're going to be on a downslope for a little bit. You know, maybe even really till, you know, we get to... Uh, you know, uh, 30 years, you know, the 30 year anniversary. I, I don't think we're necessarily at the lull right now. I think that might be maybe generation 10. Um, but Ooh, you think it's going to last know, that long? Yeah. You know, I think, I think it will. Cause there's a lot of exciting things coming out, you know, not a whole, there's a whole bunch of other Pokemon stuff that's, you know, happening that we don't re- necessarily talk about here on the channel. Yep. Cause it's primarily TCG. Yep. Um, you know, so a lot of stuff coming out that I think will, you know, help keep people uh, interested in Pokemon. Enough people, um, you know, where it's not going to totally die out or anything like that. I don't think it will necessarily get as low as levels that we saw in like the black and white era or anything like that. But that was really the lulls for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't feel like we're at a point where it's totally going to go down that route. But. I, I, I feel like we're on a, on a little bit of a downslope. So, right? Personally, I don't think we're ever going to get that far down again. I really don't. I don't I don't yeah. think Pokemon is ever going to reach the doldrums of X and Y and black and white era again. And my reason for that thinking is because the world has changed. You know, it is yeah. it is okay. Like, nerd culture is cool now. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, rappers are wearing anime shirts and, yeah. you know, like it's just a, famous people representing Marvel all the time and anime and Pokemon and Hello Kitty. And it's like, it's almost cool to be nerdy yeah. now to where back in the day, you know, it, even, even when I was a kid and in middle school and stuff like that, and I was collecting cards, even though everybody collected cards, there was still this stigma of, oh, my God, you're such a nerd for bringing your Pokemon yeah. cards to school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I got that same thing. Yeah. But deep down, they collected Pokemon, too. They were just trying to oh, be yeah. cool. Like, that's really, right. that's kind of what we're finding out here in the later years is that everybody collected Pokemon. Yeah. And right. they just didn't want to admit it back then. But. Right. I don't think we'll ever reach that far of a downslope again like we did in Black and White Next and Y especially now that we have a generation of nostalgia lover millennials who are teaching yep. their kids to enjoy Pokemon. Like I have two right. kids right now, a four year old and a 13 year old. They're going to make sure that Pokemon is still popular. You know what I mean? And there we go. <laughs> a lot of people I know are in the same boat as, as, uh, as us, yeah. you know, in this household. So, 
Definitely. Um, yeah, it's just, and I don't know if, you know, trading cards might always be considered this uh, investable asset and this, this tangible item, you know. Um, yeah, true. And I don't really see that going away when, you know, if people want, because people want product. You know, people right. want to hold items. They don't, you know, yeah. stock. the stock market is cool and it's great for a lot of people, but some people just want to hold something and touch something and like right. have that as an investable asset. Same reason why people invest in gold and silver, you know, it's, it's exactly the same, the same, the same theory, you know, um, but let's move forward here. Let's move forward. So we talked about this last time. I have a couple of questions here from yeah. some listeners and some viewers. So uh, we have a new segment, guys, to where we're going to stretch the podcast episodes out a little bit longer. So normally, when we started the podcast, we decided we were going to try to keep it within 30, 35 minutes just to make it easy. Um, we Lately, we've been going to like 40, 45 minutes. And if we're going to go 40, 45 minutes, we might as well take it to an hour, right? So most podcasts <laughs> go for about an hour. Um, YouTube algorithm, whatever. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. But I know for the podcast realm, you want as much listen time as possible. And one of the ways to do that is to make longer episodes. Um, now, we're never going to go past hour, right? That's going to be our target. Um, definitely not going two, three hours. We will probably even have weeks where we don't make it to one hour, which is completely okay. Um, but we're going to be answering some questions from you guys. So from listeners and viewers, um, if you want to write us a question... The easiest way to get your question read here on the podcast and answered by us is to join the TCG Funhouse Patreon. So if you guys are on YouTube here, join the link in the description. All my uh, questions today have come from Patreon and my patrons. So uh, YouTube members, Patreons have priority over questioning. So if you have a question that you want to ask us, do those two options. You'll likely be selected first. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not going to give you an opportunity you can, we're going to put posts up on our Instagrams, Twitter, stuff like that. Other ways to get questions from you guys as well. So go follow our socials and, or just DM us, DM us on any of those things or leave in the comment section below. We might pick comments down below, um, of questions that you guys ask. And we're going to try to answer like probably two or three of them, um, every single episode. Now, obviously if 25 people leave us a, a, a <laughs> question, yeah, we're not going to be able to get to them all. So leave us a very good, well-thought-out question, and yep. that will likely be answered first, other than what's your favorite color? Red. Um, Mine's blue. Oh, God, you're so <laughs> typical. Ugh, I mean, red, it's just, who chooses it's red? so much better. So much better. <laughs> color of your bloodshed. Um, that was weird. Um, all right. Got a little serious there for a So... Time. All right, so the first question comes from over my Patreon, comes from Kelsey Gonzalez. I also have a question about grading cards. I know that PSA graded cards are way down in price right now, but is it still worth it to send in vintage older cards to get graded? So I will answer this question first, and my answer is going to be not until their prices come back down. Um, Unless you have a very, very, very high-end card. If you buy a first edition base set booster pack and you pull a Charizard, get that thing graded as soon as possible, no matter the cost, because it's going to be worth it in the long run. Um, but if you're sitting on, you know, some unlimited hollow Clefairies or unlimited hollow Alakazams or something like that, to where 
you know, you think it'll get a good grade, but even on near mint condition, the market price on those might be 50, 60 bucks, whatever. I would say no. If you're still paying $100 to get a card graded, I don't think it's worth it at this point. And I also don't think it's worth using any other companies other than PSA and Beckett. Some people will argue that CGC is worth it. I'm concerned about the amount of CGC graded cards and slabs are going to be hitting the markets as we continue, um, which may devalue them big time. So I'm always sticking to the big two. And at these current prices, even with your vintage older cards, I don't think it's worth paying those prices to get your cards graded. What do you think, ASX? Yeah, I'm right along the lines there with you. Um, one thing I do want to mention, though, is, I mean, if you do have that, you know, first edition Shadowless base set Charizard, like, hats off to you, first off. Right. Um, but also keep in mind, because I, I think the higher higher value card that you have, I I do think it costs you more to get it graded. I could be wrong on that. Do, yes, do you, you got to pay insurance, basically. Yeah, so do also keep that in mind. Uh, your cost could be way more than what it seems like on the website. Yes. Um, but ultimately, when it comes down to it, I would definitely say wait at this point as well. Uh, throw it in a, you know, throw it in a, um, a perfect fit sleeve. Throw that into a sleeve. Throw that into a top loader. Throw yeah. that into like, you know, a team bag or even a Ziploc bag. You know, Heart just saver to keep, ones you know, are great. You know, anything. You That's know, kind of my recommendation right now is to get, yeah. get yourself some card saver ones and package them like you're going to ship them um, yeah. to PSA. And then as soon as PSA drops those prices. You already have it ready to go. And then, Perfect. boom, slap a label on it and send it out. That's that's Perfect. my recommendation right now. Card yep. savers are definitely the way to go for um, trying to keep cards in as pristine of condition as possible to send out to, to PSA. And PSA even recommends that on their website. Yeah. All right. Question number two, also from Patreon, guys. Josh Reddle. Josh Riddell. I'm curious about the point of keeping bulk. In an investment standpoint, is it better to hold on to bulk long term or just get rid of it now? I know it isn't worth a lot, but I would like to see if it can, uh, if we can have a part in any scenario where you can make money on bulk later down the road. What do you think, ASX? Ooh, I mean, that's a good question. I've, not something I've really thought about myself before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably lean more towards selling it now. Um, if you can, um, just because I, f- I feel like once this bulk that you have from like the sword and shield era or even the sun and moon era becomes vintage, I don't think you're going to see the same types of returns that you do on what we have for vintage right now. Um, you know, partly cause it's just not as nostalgic. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel on that. Yeah. So bulk, um, then I'll give you the perfect example. If you go over to certain sites like uh, like Cool Stuff Inc. and TCG Player and stuff like that, even bulk from Jungle and Fossil and stuff like that are still cents on the card, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's your answer right there. If cards right now, if your bulk cards right now are worth five cents a piece, in twenty years at the very very most, you're going to be looking at. 15, 20 cents a card. Now you might be looking at it and going, oh, well, that's a 4X, you know, profit margin. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, but have fun selling them. And (laughs) that's what it comes down to is do you have buyers for your bulk? I really don't know at this point. 
And then you also got to think about how much space your bulk takes up, right? So if you a open lot. a lot of packs like we do, you're going to have no room. After a year of opening a lot of packs, you're going to have no room for your bulk anymore. You're going to have an entire spare room that is floor to ceiling in bulk. Do not leave your cars in a shed or a, or a attic <laughs> or a garage because they're going to get ruined by the humidity or whatever, right? Um, yeah. You want to try to keep them in a temperature controlled space, no matter what it is, because it just they react better that way. Perfect example. Yeah. I know if you're listening, you can't tell, but I pulled out some of my old basketball cards and look at this. Nice. Uh, look at this, Michael Jordan. It's green. I, it's yeah, green. I was gonna say I don't know if that's like how it was supposed to be, but I can definitely see he's he's very green. Yeah, it's because it was in my garage. <laughs> it's because it was in my garage. Oh. Another green tinted card right here. Now, wow. and it's a shame. These are very expensive cards. In near yeah. mint condition. If I would have kept these inside of my house, I'd be looking at big money right here with these two cards. But they're green because right. <laughs> I left them in my garage. So um, marketed well, it as like a print error or something, right? <laughs> oh, I should. Good job. Good call. Good call. Um, <laughs> if I was a scam artist, I totally would. <laughs> right. But yeah, in terms of your bulk, I would just focus on getting rid of it and getting it to the people that will flip it and turn it. Um, to make yeah. profits on their own, to for their business or whatever, um, you know, find a find a store that's going to take your bulk for for booster boxes. Find a website that's going to take your bulk for booster boxes. Or, real if you really, really, really want to dedicate yourself and get into the the TCG reselling game, find a way to sell the bulk yourself. You know, find find yeah. something that works for you, um, and approach it that way and sell it because it's. Even over long periods of time, you know, an entire storage unit of common cards isn't going to get you where you want to go. No. All right. Uh, one more question here. This is a very long one, so I'm going to have to try to paraphrase this as much as possible. Elizabeth Cooley over on the TCG Funhouse Patreon wants to know, when do you know is the right time to buy and sell your vintage, your high-value vintage cards? Do you think that they will always have fluctuation, that they're always going to increase in price? What are your thoughts, right? So in particular, she's looking at high-end vintage cards like Hollow Charizard, Hollow Blastoise, things like that. And what I would say is you just really need to do your research. Um, you just got to consistently look at your collection, look at the value of your collection. There's an amazing app out there right now called Collector, which is... Mm -hmm. Collect R, right? C-O-L-L-E-C-T-R. You can get it over on uh, Apple and Android. It's an app. It tracks the value of your cards for you. I 100% mm -hmm. recommend downloading this app. It is very, very accurate. It takes, it takes all kinds of stuff from sold listings on eBay to sold listings on TCG Player and stuff like that. Very good app. It's a great way to track your cards. But the only way that you're really going to know when the best time to buy and sell your cards is, is to do your research when you're in the market right now, right? So if you're playing the vintage hollow game and you want to buy a holographic Charizard, look at the last 12 and 24 months and find yeah. buy and sell prices. Look up sold listings on eBay for holographic base set Charizard over the past 24 months. Look at the bar graph or the line graph, excuse me. I don't know graphs, math, what? <laughs> um, look at the line graph over on TCG Player for the last year and follow the trend of your card. And if your card is doing this, and it's getting to a point where you're like, man, 
it has not reached this level of price in two years, two and a half years, maybe it's time to buy more of that card. Or if your card yeah. is doing this, and it's the first time that you've seen the, the card at this price, like the perfect example is, is the Umbreon uh, alternate art from Evolving Skies right now. That sucker yeah. is about to reach $300. That's insane. I have one here, and that's raw. That's not graded. That's raw. I have one here. Crazy. If that card reaches $300, I don't know how I can convince myself to keep it at that point. You know? Yeah, that's be tough. It's crazy. I never thought it would ever get to that price, and I really don't know how high it can actually get. But those yeah. are those are the things that I recommend. And there's it's you know, Pokemon cards is just like any other financial thing. It's a risk. Whether you buy it yeah. at the right time or sell it at the right time, I've made good decisions. I've made bad decisions. But watching trends, familiarize yourself with the market and what the trends are, and you have a much better success rate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't really be able to add too much else to that. I mean, I think you said it perfect. You know, watching the trends is huge. Um, yes, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, prices even on the vintage cards do fluctuate um, with, you know, everything that's happening in the TCG, everything that's happening in the world, all that. So just keeping up on those cards that you really want, you know, really want for your collection or are thinking about selling is huge. And, and the collector app that you mentioned is perfect for that because it's it brings together, like app. you said, you know, a bunch of different data points. You know, you're not just looking at TCG player or just looking at eBay. Um, so it brings it all together. I think that's a fantastic way to do that. And yeah, it's all about just, you know, making sure you're watching. And, you know, yeah. like you said, if, you know, buy low, sell high is kind of, you know, the, the main thing. Wish, there. If it was that easy, you know, yes. <laughs> right, but if right, you're doing right. your research and you know your trends, then yes, buy low and selling high is your ultimate goal and what you want to do. It's the best yeah. advice for pretty much anything you can give for any financial reasons whatsoever for anything, any, any investment whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, so those are the questions we have for today, guys. Again, if you want to ask us a question and be a part, officially be a part of the Gym Leaders podcast, multiple ways to get a hold of us. DM us on Instagram, Twitter. Leave your question in the comments section. I will just pick random comments out there. But I will say priority comes with YouTube channel members and Patreons for TCG Funhouse. So as long as you're joining one of those, I can almost guarantee that your question is going to get read here on the air for podcast and here on YouTube. What do you think about the questions? Were they fun? Yeah, they were super fun. Thank you guys all so much that that submitted some questions. And I, I'm really excited to see what other types of questions you guys are going to have for us each week. They were very, they were very well thought of questions. You know, I didn't yeah, know were. what to expect when I, when I asked my patrons for some questions in the first place. Um, yeah. there, there's, there's, you know, there's more on there, but like, those were the ones where I was like, Oh, there's some gumption here, you know, like there's, yeah. there's some there, there, you know? And like, those are the questions Definitely. that we want, um, and all that stuff. So really, really good stuff. Now, uh, right before we get out of here, guys, just a full disclaimer, TCG Funhouse live stream box breaks 2.0 is officially Ooh. live. And what I mean by 2.0 is we have changed the way that we're doing our box breaks now here on YouTube. TCG Funhouse channel. We're going to be doing live stream box breaks every single Friday. And instead of having like one Brilliant Stars box or two Fusion Strike boxes, it is a revolving door of Pokemon TCG booster packs over on TCGFunhouse.com. That's right. 
right now. That's awesome. I got Battle Styles, Chilling Rain, Fusion Strike, Brilliant Stars, Evolving Skies, and I also have a mystery option. So if you don't know which pack you want to get, <laughs> you buy the mystery option and you will get whatever the heck pack I pull out of my little hat. And it is so much fun, guys. And every time you buy into those box breaks for that week, you will be a part of the Friday box break here on YouTube. It is going to be so much fun. Like, shameless plug. Let's rock this thing, guys. I, I, I want to have hundreds of people in these streams on Friday, you know? Like, I want to get... That's awesome. Pokey Rev esque with everyone just getting into these breaks, hanging out with me on Friday nights, and just being part of your guys' week, your your life every single Friday. Box break over at the Funhouse Crew. So much fun, so much craziness. What do you have going on over at your channel, ASX? Yeah, well, I'm excited. I know I've seen this on the channel before um, that I was going to be going live, but some logistical things happened. But guys, I'm going to be S going happens. live. It happens, um, but I am going to be going live at the either the end of the uh, end of March here or the beginning of April. Uh, beginning of April is my birthday, so um, nice. I'm kind of planning it out to do kind of like a live birthday stream. Uh, I'm planning on opening a bunch of brilliant stars. So if you guys want to see some awesome polls, hopefully a couple rainbow Charizards getting pulled, definitely come on over to my channel. We're going to be doing that at the end of the month. Dude, I hope you get that Rainbow Charizard because I have yet to see it. Oh, my gosh. And I'm very angry about it. Uh, me me too, man. I've opened up probably around 120 to 140 packs or so, and yep. I have yet to see one of those five, four or five Charizards that are that's in this crazy. set. I don't, I don't not know. Any of Maybe them, they're not so. there. Yeah, I right? Know, Dude, that's crazy. what I was thinking for a while. So, like, I'm probably upwards around, like, 300 packs if you include my box breaks and the stuff that we do for us. And, sure, sure. Um, we have seen we we've seen two full art Charizards and one Charizard V, and that's it. Uh, still have not pulled the Charizard V star. Still have not pulled the Rainbow or the alternate art, which is crazy to me because I have three of the Trainer Gallery Umbreons. Um, you know, wow. I got pretty much. I, I don't have the alternate art Arceus, um, but Ar Arceus has have been pulled. Tons of full art trainers, all kinds of stuff. But I'm starting to think that these Charizards are just a myth. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen them yet. I mean, I see people like posting about them, but who knows? You can edit photos nowadays. That's it, dude. <laughs> edit photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, who knows? It's crazy. Who knows what's happening in this crazy world for real, guys? For real. But thank you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Let me know what you guys think of the questions portion. We're going to do it every single week, guys. So load us up. Load us up on questions. It's going to be so much fun. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. ASX, send us out the door. I just want to give a special thanks to everybody that listens to us on all of our listening platforms. We just surpassed 2,000 plays nice. on all of our listening platforms. So you guys are absolutely amazing for you know coming in and listening every week. And I just want to give a special thank you to you guys. Let's get that to 1,000 listens per episode. Let's, let's do, do it. it, boys and girls. Come on. Let's go. All right, guys. We'll see you around. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night.